Okay, welcome to the Lesbian Podcast. I'm Jay Church. And this is Charlie. And we have our guest host with us today, Dre. And why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Dre? Um, I am a Bay Area native, and I'm currently a student at Cal State East Bay studying psychology and political science. Excellent. Excellent. And what do you plan to do when you graduate? Um, go to graduate school oh. <laughs> <laughs> and study smart. On the tenure track. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do some, I want to do gender studies and work with queer and trans youth. Very That's cool. my plan. And you're jump-starting that with the Lesbian Podcast? No, I am, <laughs> I am. Well, you know, I've jump-started it by coming out myself. And right. then, uh, <laughs> and do a lot of work, actually, with social justice ne- uh, communities. And, and I sit on board of directors for Ally Action that works with queer youth and stuff in schools. So Very cool. Yeah. Well, happy to have you on the show. Thank you. So, first day of spring. It's beautiful out. First weekend of first spring. First weekend of spring, yeah. What am I talking about? <laughs> Long night last night. Long night. Thank Did you, you guys? It was uh, the first party of Mango of spring. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yesterday. So I was going to say, thank you, Mango, for making me sound like a man today. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for selling Thank you for me selling alcohol. me copious amounts of liquor last night. <laughs> <laughs> Forcing it down your throat. Yes. <laughs> yes. Twisting your arm. Yeah, and it was uh, packed. Packed. I got there, I guess, in the nick of time. Yeah. Because you said that the line was like an hour and a half long. Ridiculous. Yeah, it was was a good... Anybody who knows where El Rio is, the, the line was probably a good 40 to 50 yards from the door. So, and three people deep. So... They were, huh. And they were huh. only letting people in as people left, so you can imagine how long yeah, it would take to get inside. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad fun that though. I work on Saturdays, and <laughs> I always miss it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mango's so fun, and the food is so good. Yes, and free. And free. Free is always good, especially free in the economy. barbecue. And lots of veggie can options. That. You can't. Lots can. of veggie options at a barbecue. It's a once a month uh, event? The last or? Saturday of the month. Yeah, okay. day party. Starting in March, going through... They have one in no- all the way to new- November, and then New Year's Eve, they have a party. Yeah. Hmm. I created a new drink while I was there. Did you? Yeah. Was it tasty? Oh, <laughs> I heard from your roommate. <laughs> it was a bit How of a... How many drinks had you had at that point? <laughs> it was a bit of a shit show. <laughs> Especially Would on his you tell end our of listeners? <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess El Rio has mango margaritas... I guess yes, they're known for yes, it. I don't do. know. They're special. So he was drinking mango margaritas. And um, I guess at one point I went to get us more drinks. And he was like, oh, I asked him if he wanted something. And he was like, no, no, I've been drinking tequila all afternoon. Supposedly this is what he said. <laughs> but well, that's not what you heard. <laughs> no. But you don't believe it either. <laughs> <laughs> what I heard was, well, I've been drinking tequila after- all afternoon. So I should stick with tequila. So I just thought he wanted less mango, more tequila. So I went and got um, tequila on the rocks. Seemed like a natural choice for that, you know? Mm. So I turned around and I gave it to him. And he was like, what, what is this? And I was like, it's you know, your tequila. I'm being a good roommate, you know? More liquor, more liquor. <laughs> so he poured it into what was left of his mango margarita to make it, you know, a cup of tequila with a hint of mango at this point. <laughs> oh, my God. And he took a sip and it was naturally horrid. And he was like, um... I guess I need something like sweet and sour mix or something to put in it. And I was like looking at the line, you know, <laughs> right. So this pack and I was like, oh no, this just isn't going to work. I'm not, I'm not going to wait in this line for sweet and sour mix. He was like, I need something to dilute it. And so, you know, in my mind, I figured what, what better, you know, beer, you know, 
You put beer in sake. Why not beer and tequila? It's like a it's a tequila bomb. And you chase beer or you chase tequila with beer. Yeah. So. Apparently he didn't agree. <laughs> we weren't seeing eye to eye on that theory. So I mean, you drank it, and Ow. you know. But you should you should you should order a tequila bomb, and say you heard it from TLP. The J Church, the special. J Church special. But you only want to do this after you've been drinking tequila all day, or it won't taste nearly as good. <laughs> or if you're the one that's not drinking it, you're just giving it to the, the random yeah. roommate. So. Tequila surprise. <laughs> wow, that's I'm, that's a crazy. That's what you missed out at, on yeah. at Mango. So. Yeah. Glad I wasn't there. But you were able to go to Janine's birthday. Happy birthday, Janine! She had the giant lesbian warehouse party that night. It was gold themed. Gold themed, yes. I had my one gold dangly earring from the eighties. Oh, and congratulations to her and her girlfriend for you hauling it. They're moving in together. In less than a month, right? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> Love you both, Jimena and Janine. <laughs> but um I didn't get to hear Dre's experience at Mango. Um, it was a lot of dancing. Not as much alcohol as Jay. <laughs> Not nearly as much alcohol as Jay. <laughs> I don't think anyone at that party had uh, as much alcohol. I don't know. I'm sure that there were a few people that did. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I had my two, three drink limit. And um, I danced for a good two, three hours. So I think that the two offset one another Definitely. enough. So, yeah, a lot of dancing. The DJ is always great at Mango. Plays some good old school hip hop and new school hip hop and, you know, Top 40 and salsa and merengue and that sort of thing. So I was shaking my ass pretty much the entire time. Charlie likes the salsa. After a couple of (laughs) drinks, I think I can salsa. I wouldn't actually call it salsa dancing. We'll work on some lessons next time. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. We're a dynamic duo. You're salsa dancing, my tequila bombs. Look out, city. (laughs) (laughs) Trouble. (laughs) All right. So we have a good show for you today. Of course, um, we're going to have key news, and then Charlie's going to bring Rainbow Rumors. And then after that, we're going to get into an interview with Melissa Farrick. So you'll want to stick around for that. So here's key news. Q News. Clear news you can use. Okay, so first up in Q News, um, we have that New York City is allowing lesbians now to put both parents' names on the birth certificate at the time of birth. This is good because now you don't have to go through the adoption proceedings and pay fees and, you know, do all the stuff that heterosexual couples don't have. So it's a step towards equal rights. Small one, but they all count. One state out of how many? <laughs> actually, it's just the city, but oh. it's no. But here, it's it's actually the whole state now. But this article is just talking about the city because I guess um, the birth records are handled differently in New York State, and like New York City handles their own. I guess they're special, or they think they're special. I don't know. But um, New Yorkers will tell you that they'd like to special. think that they're special. Yeah. And you are. New York listeners in our hearts, you're all special. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, the governor, I guess, um, a while ago said that that um, they needed to respect gay marriages from other states. So that took effect. That's when that took effect for the state. And then the city just had to pass a similar initiative, I guess. It caused the city to relook at their own directives and then based on that they redid it so that's recently that that just passed but it looks like it's going to take a little bit of time for it to go into place you know to get all the systems updated and implemented yeah red tape yeah red tape (laughs) um the second item in q news is uh there's a san francisco lesbian who's been fighting a two decades old fight to be the first uh ordained minister in the presbyterian church and i guess um 
Lisa Larges is her name, and there's been a change in the Presbyterian Church policy that allows gays and lesbians to be ordained if they submit a statement of conscience against the church's prohibition against them serving. So, um, Largest was the first person to submit that statement, and then it went to a church court to, I guess, review it. And that court came back and ruled on a procedural matter. So they haven't necessarily said anything about the subject of the statement. They're just saying that the regional Presbyterian church acted improperly in its handling of it, I guess. And because of that, um, she can't go up for certification, which means she can't uh, be ordained yeah, yeah. yet. Yeah. So it's kind of stalling the process, it sounds like. Hmm. 25-year battle tape. versus a 20-year battle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, she, I mean, she was quoted as saying in regards to it, I feel saddened that the Judicial Commission has set back this vote to certify me. Until our church can get past this, we just don't have any effective witness to the world. It is clear to me that as long as the Presbyterian Church practices faith-based discrimination, it will be fighting a losing battle because it's already clear that biblical scholarship, theological perspectives, and cultural changes are moving our church inevitably towards inclusion. The struggle will continue and inevitably end in gays and lesbians freely and openly serving our church as ordained officers, including as pastors and ministers. I think she's right. You know, eventually it will happen. It's just change takes so much time, as we've seen. Yes. Baby steps, baby steps. And then finally in Q News, um, and this is upsetting just for me because, you know, I was in the military, so I'm not a big fan of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And Obama's administration seems to really be moving to repeal it. But this is kind of a setback. A lead sponsor of legislation to repeal the military's Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy is likely to leave Congress. Representative Ellen Tauscher, I believe is how you say her last name. She's from the East Bay. Yeah, I think she's from, um, shoot... Walnut Creek. Walnut Creek, yeah. yeah. I believe so. Um, and she's a Democrat. She confirmed last week that she'll be leaving Congress, likely to take a top spot in the State Department. And so because she's leaving, as a result, the repeal bill probably won't move forward during this legislative section session. Again, change takes time. That's the moral for today, I think. Mm. <laughs> Everything seems to take time. I know. <laughs> All right, so let's get into Rainbow Rumors. Rainbow Rumors! So you know how much I love Us Weekly? Oh, yes, I do. I love celebrity gossip. <laughs> it's quality writing. <laughs> this, is you, true. Is this is what you do. Instead true. Of, <laughs> is this what you do instead of studying for the GREs? <laughs> yes. And you're not supposed to tell our listeners that. <laughs> Just us or Star as well? Do you discriminate? How about Just inquire? Us Weekly. Oh, okay. Sometimes people... Hmm. It's a little too truthful for my liking. <laughs> I like my stories, you know, pretty crappy. But um, side of sauce. <laughs> so there's actually a story on AfterLN.com that I wanted to talk about on the last episode, but we ran out of time. And I thought it was funny that I saw it in the Us Weekly, because so now it's caught up to mainstream America. That Cat Cora, the store, uh, the star of Iron Chef America is expecting and so is her wife of seven years jennifer cora um and they both have two boys already no no sorry they're expecting baby boys um her wife jen already had um gave birth to (laughs) (laughs) we'll help you today charlie (laughs) it was a long night for you too i see (laughs) it's catching up it's catching up okay so her wife Jen already gave birth to sons Zorn, 
I don't know if I'm saying that right, who's five, and Kahi, who's 23 months. Um, and so all four children have the same donor. Um, the two in the ovens right now are about three months apart. So Jen is due in April and Kat is due in July. That would be so weird because you're like twins but not. Because you're not born on the same day, but they're going to be in the same grade probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like They're going to basically be twins in every respect except their birthdays, which doesn't make a lot of sense because I guess that is the only respect you're a twin. Well, I don't know if the And coming out of the same, you know, uterus is yeah. generally another... Uteri. I feel like they really could have planned this better and jumped on that whole Hollywood bag- bandwagon of shooting twins out. Well, the Everybody's thing is... Everybody's doing it. Why not lesbians? I don't know if it's... Well, she was quoted as the saying, um, it's now or never, I'm never going to be not busy. And so when she saw that Jen was pregnant for a third time, she's like, okay. She's like, why not I me? We well, can both sit in bed and bitch at each other. Exactly. Can you imagine <laughs> the hormone levels? Oh my God. Who's going to run out and get pickles and ice cream? Right, right. <laughs> like, Jesus, they need to just hire someone. So they <laughs> be their gopher. I'm sure that they do. The amount of money. <laughs> Plus they did the whole switcheroo with the, the, the eggs. Oh yeah, yeah. So, you are telling us about that. Jen is carrying... Cat's egg and Cat is carrying Jen's egg, and so technically, so they're not identical twins. Well, I think they, they just wanted identical. to make it as little as confusing as, as possible. Right, right. Because that's as little as confusing. That was, I can't talk today. That either. was confusing and insane. <laughs> but I can't imagine being pregnant with my girlfriend at the same time. Like I can't even stand it when we're both PMSing. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. I'd make it a competition. Be like, dude, his stomach's bigger. <laughs> Whoever's bigger is buying dinner. Who can eat more? I think the Jen wins, though. It's her third. I mean, come on. That's true. You know? She's got experience to back it up, so yeah. maybe she needs a handicap this time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations to Jen and Kat. Um, so, do you guys read Curve Magazine? <laughs> Sometimes. Never. I read this one, though. Who's on so, the cover? Who's okay, on the cover right I now? don't know if you guys know this, but I actually I shouldn't talk bad about it. But um, it's not one of my favorite magazines. I feel like it only targets like certain age group. But um, my roommate has the magazine. She has a subscription, and I happen to pick it up and look. Who's staring back at me but Katy Perry on the cover of... Uh, <laughs> well, fancy that. <laughs> Standard um, everyday lesbian right there. I mean, come on. Of April. Um, Between headlining Dinah and headlining Curve, like, <laughs> how much gayer can you be? Right. Except not doing more than kissing a girl. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I actually, I refused to read the article and then two weeks went by and I was like, uh, I'll just read it. Just to see what she has to say. I looked at the title and it said, She Kissed a Girl, But Did We Like It? So that already kind of piqued my interest because I haven't really heard negative reviews about her. Yeah. Like, people always talk about how great the song is and how, like, she was nominated for a Grammy mm-hmm. or something, which mm-hmm. is. Something. I think that's when she ridiculous. fell on her face. <laughs> In the cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, um, the interviewer came from, well, basically talked about both sides of it that some um, queer women really like the song and I guess that's why she's headlining Dinah this year Um, and some people are just like you know do you actually listen to the lyrics she's you know basically using you know uh, I can't think right now Um, she's using the gay platform to make money yes she's capitalizing off of it 
Um, the bi curiosity. The bi curiosity. So we have talked about Katy Perry a lot on this show. How much distaste that we have for her. Um, but, you know, we were talking about how she grew up as a Christian singer and her dad's a minister and yeah. that she's never really kissed a girl. So Katy Perry actually said in the interview... Well, I hope that they, you know, really understand the kind of tongue-in-cheek behind it, she said. That's what happens with songs, is everybody has their kind of idea what it was. And you know, when I wrote this song, it was never like a Girls Gone Wild anthem. It was definitely about my curiosity about the schoolgirl crush I had. And so I'm sure that a lot of women will probably relate to that schoolgirl crush, and hopefully they'll sing along. I'm hoping so, but I think that's... That that's maybe why it did kind of have a worldwide audience is because it was almost like every modern girl's unspoken spoken. Hmm. So what do you guys think about what she said in the interview? I think that she has to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Or, I mean, what is she going to say? Yeah, I totally, like, squeezed money from the gay community and... right. You know, whatever. And interesting that the, the other title that's on the cover there is Who's Exploiting Who?, so, you know, that, that idea of it's the queer community has maybe extra funds, and so why not try and tap into that market? It just seems like it's a big, you know, Tyra Banks just did a show recently about I'm a straight girl and I have a crush on a female, and yeah. you know, did this whole play on, and it was ridiculous. Did too. Yeah. There's so many storylines written into shows now with, you know, supposed lesbians or like I have a lesbian past or whatever, and yeah. I don't know. Um, it was just the first interview that I saw any negative. I mean, I get why she's booked at Dinah. Like, I mean, I guess from what I heard, like they had people vote on who they wanted to be the headliner or whatever, mm-hmm. and she won or something. Like the audience picked her. So I mean, clearly there's a market for it. It's just not our market. <laughs> and it's yeah. a catchy tune. I mean, yeah. it's catchy, and yeah. it gets major play. It, even out here in in the clubs, you hear it I, every time. I'm out. Well, unless I'm at it great bar that doesn't play that kind of music. You know? <laughs> no Katy Perry here. <laughs> no, but the problem that I had with it was, and I don't know if you know this, Dre, but we talk about Katy Perry quite a bit on the lesbian podcast about just, all, you know, the disgust that we have for her. But, um... Oh, I'm a subscriber. I listen. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're one of our three listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> so good to have you in studio. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> but, you know, why I had an issue with the song was that she never actually kissed a girl. She didn't write the song based on an experience. But in this interview, what she says is that, she, yes, everybody, I have kissed a girl. So are you suggesting that we give her a pass? No, I'm not this suggesting... could be a moment of truth for the podcast. I'm not excusing her behavior. I, I think, in, you know, for the most part, she's capitalizing. Um, so, I I don't know. I mean, whether or not she actually kissed a girl, like, I don't really care. Um, it wasn't written on an experience. Like, she didn't write the whole song. She had people working on it with her. Um, she just annoys you. She exactly... <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. Exactly. We really have no she problem with her content. <laughs> she just annoys us. <laughs> Can you tell? 
<laughs> She's not talented like Britney Spears or anything. I mean, Definitely not. No. If you Dude. see Gamey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the day that we see Katy Perry dancing with a snake wrapped around her, yeah. I'll become a fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and half naked. Yeah. yeah. And not face planting into the cake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for her to become like a true, true artist in my world, she'd have to shave her head. Right. Go buck wild, flash or snatch everywhere she goes. Get on antidepressants. Yeah. I'm, I just don't see that in her future. That's just not entertainment for me. <laughs> not a preacher's kid. No PK kids there. <laughs> but actually, someone wrote a parody on I Kissed a Girl. Her name is Jen Foster. I don't know if you guys have heard of her. We have now. Have you? <laughs> Jen Foster. Yeah, I'm you right now. I've heard that name before. <laughs> Two seconds ago. <laughs> so she actually performed at South by Southwest, the one that just passed. Um, and she wrote a song that's called I Didn't Just Kiss Her. Um, she's a Nashville based singer. And um, it I don't know. It's, it's funny because the article that I read, she's talking about her uh, FOMO sexual song. Katy Perry's FOMOsexual. And I was like, that's a cool term. I'm totally going to drop that. (laughs) You're so FOMOsexual. You're straight. (laughs) Don't pretend to be gay. Because it's the cool thing to do. We know. I mean. So if you guys get a chance to check out Jen Foster, I think the song's on MySpace or something. All right. Let's get into the interview. We're here with Melissa Farrick, this is the Lesbian Podcast. How are you today? Good, how are you? Good, thanks. So, uh, we heard you just got back from South by Southwest. How was that? Yes, yeah, I did. I just got back from Austin, Texas, and uh, that was insane and great. Um, I've been there before a bunch of times, but this year was, I would say, a little bit more kind of laid back in some ways for me. I only had to play three times this year. Um, in the past, I've played eight times over three days. Over three days. So it's wow. pretty laid back. Did you see any uh, bands that you liked that especially stood out? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember everything I saw. There, there were a bunch of things I saw that I don't remember the names of, which is <laughs> that means it part of the chorus down there. Yeah. But uh, Port O'Brien, which I think I told you guys about before, yeah. It's a pretty cool band out of the San Francisco area. Um, they're not a queer act or anything, just really amazing musicians, and that was particularly a really good showcase. Uh, I saw Langhorn Slim. Uh, I've played with him before. I really like his music a lot. Um, and I saw a young woman from Nashville whose name I can't remember. <laughs> that doesn't really do you any good, but um, she was really great. <laughs> and, uh, shout out to the woman in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the cute girl from Nashville who played by the river. Right on. How how does it My compare? My remembers her name. I just can never remember her name. I think it's Mandy something, but I can't remember. All right, you've you played Mich- uh, Michigan women's music. How does how? I mean, they're two different. They're two totally different uh, venues. But how do the two compare? Like, do you have a preference over one over the other? Over South by Southwest versus Michigan Women's Festival? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, you can't compare. They're completely different things. 
they're, they're not, it's, that's not comparable okay. <laughs> at all. One's a conference and one's a all-women's musical festival, you know what I mean? It's a to- totally different thing. Well, do you um, like... Michigan is... Go ahead, sorry. Just a, a, a yearly experience that I look forward to, uh, whether I'm playing or not playing. I tried to go last year. I didn't make it. Um, I wasn't playing last year, but a bunch of my friends played. And this summer, um, I am playing, and certainly Amy Ray is playing, and that'll be awesome. I love her. Uh, and Sarah Bettens is playing as well, so I think this year is going to be killer. Um, just can't wait to get there. Can't wait for the festival. Awesome. Um, so, I mean, right now it feels like uh, San Francisco is pretty much deserted for Dinah Shores. So we were wondering if, <laughs> if you've ever been there. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, yes, I, I, it's, it's only funny because I used to I lived in LA for seven years and like I've been to Dinosaur a couple times and um, I don't know it's really fun I guess if you go down with a group of people but it's so exhausting like, I just think it's so exhausting don't you have you been yeah it's exhausting it's oh I mean it's God, from morning yeah. to night you're just out and doing things and Sleep is not the like you, the option for the weekend. Yeah, no, it's not an option. And then it's like you go on vacation, but you have to like take another vacation when you get home. Right, right, totally. How do you, how did you feel yeah. about Katy Perry headlining this year? Oh, I had no idea even that she was. I, I, <laughs> didn't you do a I song feel, recently, like as a parody? I feel nothing for Katy Perry. <laughs> as do we. As do we. We we have that in common. Well, so we were kind of surprised that she was headlining the big gay event or the big lesbian event. Yeah, yeah. Well, we saw a, we saw a video you did with Jill Sobiel, who did the original "I Kissed a Girl," you know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So that's why I was wondering what you were thinking about, but you know, obviously uh, you didn't know. <laughs> I love Jill Sobiel. You know. <laughs> she, I feel, I feel like she should get at least an eighth of all the royalties, don't you? That Katy Perry's uh, made. Totally. Up, you know? at, at least. I don't a know. Sixth. Trust I, us. We we talk bad things about Katy Perry every time we do an episode. She's not one of our favorite people. Oh, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know anything about her. I think it's kind, of, it's kind of a... I think it's really terrible to just assume that all lesbians wear cherry chapstick. Yeah, what about all the other flavors? It's <laughs> discriminatory against, like, vanilla and stuff like that. Or the sunscreen like, wow, one. She's actually utilizing alliteration. <laughs> If she knows what that means. That's a big word for her, yeah. <laughs> so do you have any other collaborations coming up? Are you um, working on anything right now? Yeah, I'm making a record right now. Um, another one, actually. So I'm writing a ton and uh, getting ready to... Uh, I go to... I'm coming to see you guys really soon. I, put, I April leave 12th. on Tuesday for the West Coast with Dar Williams playing the Great American Music Hall on Sunday the 12th. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Are you going to be playing any of the tour? Are you going to be playing any of your new songs off this album? Oh, yeah. oh great. Certainly. Probably hang out at the Lex after. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very early flight out in the morning, so. Uh, you never know. With San Francisco, I might not sleep that night. I don't know. I'll either just <laughs> crash after the show or I'll go out. We'll have to make our own dinosaur when you come here. Yeah, the one the, the six hour dinosaur is much better than the five day dinosaur. <laughs> we can our, do. Friend, our, our friend Wendy, who I think you know from Olivia, 
Of course, yeah. She was. She wants to have a dinosaur party. Where, like, <laughs> everyone dresses up as dinosaurs. They're like, what? I thought it was dinosaur weekend. <laughs> make everybody under 30 wear a gray wig. <laughs> <laughs> On their head, of course. Right, right. Not a merkin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's next week. And then I guess uh, there's a bunch of gay prides in June that I'm doing. I don't know all of them off the top of my head. Um, and then... There's stuff in I want P-Town Memorial Day weekend. That's always a yearly event for me. That's always a lot of fun. Um, for real, I love playing. Um, that's like a good example of a weekend, like a queer weekend away that isn't exhausting at the end of it for me, you know, because I don't know why. Maybe it's just because it's the beginning of the season and so the partying's not as hardcore and it just seems like you go out on the beach and ride a bike and run around and go see a show and then get dinner and then it's usually kind of like pretty laid back there seems to be a lot of late night games of celebrity and Pictionary and you know it's kind of colder so you don't maybe stay out as late like you do in Diamond Shore when it's so hot down there you know yeah and the sun is pretty draining I like Provincetown in May is that your favorite event to play? I think as far as like it feels like it always kicks off my summer Hmm. It's certainly not. I mean, Michigan's definitely one of my favorite things to do every year. If 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 I get invited to play, you know, it's certainly inspiring. Um, I don't know. I just uh, I went and saw and sang with Brandy Carlisle last weekend, and that was really good to see her. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on. Whether well, oh, there's this show in Madison, Wisconsin, that's going to be insane. With like, Morani will be there, and. Um, the Indigo Girls and me and Dar and I don't know who else but a whole bunch of people were playing at the Barrymore Theater in wow. Madison on May no 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 April 30th it's weird it's a Thursday night <laughs> it is in Wisconsin and, and a flight yeah it's in Madison Wisconsin of all places who knew of all places but the Barrymore <laughs> Theater actually is gorgeous and I don't know if you've ever been to Madison but it's a really cool town it's a big college town University of um, Wisconsin is there so huh College towns must be fun to play. Yeah, they are. Well, that's mostly where I play. Is like you know anywhere there's a ton of students and kids and uh, activists. So that seems to be where music and art in general and culture are, are more vibrant in in major metropolitan cities that have really good colleges. So kind of stick to that routing and you're all set. You know. Yeah, because um, didn't Tegan and Sarah open for you a couple of times? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, that's right. I just um, their first record they came in their, their first US tour they did opening for me and then the next record came out and I went out on tour with them and I'm actually going to do some shows with um, that girl Julie from Northern State oh she has a solo project that she's doing that um, Sarah is producing actually and she's going to open for me all the East Coast dates that I'm doing in May so it's just a quick run like New York and Washington and stuff like that so that should be really fun yeah because northern state just opened for tegan and sarah on their last tour or one of their last tours out here yeah i know they're wicked cool it's a very yeah the circle gets bigger you know it's cool it's like the screw this tiny it's almost like it's our own little broken social scene you know (laughs) i saw tegan and sarah at um uc berkeley and the vibe was just so different than any other um, concert venue because it's you know all college students everyone's 
getting up and dancing and singing along to the songs and just it's a little more of an intimate performance was it good or it was amazing it was the best concert that i've been to i and i think it's just you know part of that college town feel yeah there's a venue over in berkeley that i've played before freight and salvage oh yeah i actually saw you at that show it was a yeah like kind of a more sit down event um yeah it was a seated show but i loved the room didn't you yeah well and what's nice is that they don't serve alcohol so there's not a bunch of drunk people in the back of the room talking (laughs) the entire time yeah Yeah. (laughs) that was actually one of my favorite shows of yours cool there's that cool pizza place right next door too right uh lane splitter yeah yeah lane splitters i ate there before the dinner i remember yeah it's a it's a good place they have vegan pizza it just reminds me like i bet you know like any sort of listening room like that or any sort of room that's got so much culture and in so many shows i've been i bet tegan and sarah would do really i bet i bet like them solo there would be fucking awesome too yeah and i think they're actually in the process of moving to a new space i'm not sure if it's larger or not but it's gonna kind of have the same same deal but um yeah they're moving out of the old space run too you know freight and salvage like all the people that work there are volunteers and i love stuff like that yeah well, because you know people are there for the show and the music and the like community. You know, it's, it's part of their neighborhood. Right. So they want to respect it, and they respect the people that come and play there. So it kind of feels more like they're there to kind of celebrate the show that has come to kind of hang out with them for the night, you know. And There's more investment um, in it, for sure. Some, yeah, there is. And it's kind of like like you were saying, like the, with the drinking factor, if seems like once you get peop- a ru- in a room full of people that are, have been drinking too much, it's it gets to be less and less and less about the fact that whoever the artist is, you know, traveled however many days and just wants to play for an hour and a half. And rather than it being about, like, you know, sharing with each other this experience, you know what I mean, and hanging out. There's right. nothing wrong with having a couple of drinks, I don't think, but I think it's stupid when people get ridiculously drunk. Right. And interrupt the whole show. <laughs> it's not a rave, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And even with the no rave, raves. people, I mean... You gotta dance all night, so you gotta. They still have raves. I'm sure they do. I have no idea. <laughs> well, thanks so much, I, Melissa. I mean, of course. For you know, touching base with us again. <laughs> <laughs> I figure sooner or later, between me and my insomnia and the Skype situation that we have going on, we'll get this done sooner or later. So. I think well, I think we're good this time. Yeah. For our listeners, we actually did an interview with Melissa. She graced us with at least 30 minutes of an amazing interview, and it didn't get recorded. But thank you again for talking with us. Anytime. And I'm going to see you guys at The Great American, right? Yes, April 12th. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right. I'll see you guys in San Francisco. All right. right. Have Have a good good night. Okay, ladies. Okay, bye. 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 All right, well, that was great being able to get Melissa on the show. I look forward to seeing her at the Great American Music Hall. Um, I was hoping we could maybe do an Ask Charlie before the end of the show. What do you think? I think that would be nice um, because every episode I always ask for listener feedback, and someone actually wrote us an email in response to um, some advice they gave her. That's right. So this is from um, one of our listeners in Canada in response to a previous question she asked Charlie. And she writes, Hey, Charlie, I asked a question a while ago. I'm the one who felt tied down. LOL. 
Just wanted to give you an update. I gave a lot of thought after reading your response. Me and my girlfriend talked a lot after too. We worked out our problems and I worked on mine. And I'm happy to say that we're going happy and strong. Also, she's happy to say we're engaged. She's writing this out. Thanks again for your third party opinion. Me and her. Oh, I'm glad it worked out. That was good. Does it, does it feel good to, fi- to see the fruits of your labor? It is. It definitely <laughs> is. So, congratulations in congratulations. Canada. Congratulations. And for other... Invite us to the wedding. Yeah, invite, <laughs> invite us to the wedding. We'll have a TLP wedding <laughs> show. And for any listeners out there that have uh, love relationship questions, feel free to ask Charlie through our website at www.thelesbianpodcast.com. She's the best lesbian friend you never had. Play it up, Jay Church. Play it up. <laughs> We're a giggly bunch today. <laughs> this is easy listening with Jay Church. <laughs> That's what you sound like right now. I know. I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't had anything to drink today except for water. I know. This is what happens when you don't feed Morris. <laughs> feed me the <laughs> Can you turn into a monster? <laughs> Like I said, it was a shit show. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dre, for coming and guest hosting. Absolutely. Um, Are there any events coming out with LA Action? Um, They're going to be featured in a film festival in a few weeks in Seattle. So for all the Seattle folks out there, um, check it out. You can also look at their website at allyaction.org for information on volunteering. Um, Donations are always great. And uh, they just put out a curriculum for students and teachers called Due Process that you can actually order online, um, which is a great curriculum on how to make schools safer and more inclusive for all folks. So um, allyaction.org. They're pretty great. Very cool. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember to check out the website at www.thelesbianpodcast.com. And again, I always want to hear feedback from you guys so all right stay sexy (laughs) we're off to dolores park (laughs) was it good for you